On Monday, August 8th, Tall Can Audio hits 1,000 episodes. Wait, that's still on? Who could possibly still care? And the gang is all here to celebrate. It's euphoric. It's got to be close to Nirvana. It's outstanding. For the first time ever, Maddie, Michaela, Rob, and Matt are all live in studio together. It's happening, you guys! It's happening! Oh my god! Oh my god! I wish you all were here! Is this likely to go well? Just check my notes here. No! At least it will make a lot of noise. Boom. Here comes the boom. A thousand pods and a thousand pints. I don't think I've ever been as proud in my entire life. TCA 1000 drops Monday, August 8th, wherever you find low-quality podcasts. Fuck, it's out of control. Shit. You're listening to Tall Can Audio. I have something to say to you! Here's your host. The issue here, sir, is that everyone fucking hates you. Matt Robinson. And away we go once more. Another episode of the Tall Can Audio podcast. Two in a row for your boy, Matty Lang, as we just just decided we had too much to get to to keep it all in uh, in one episode so we'll do it again uh, we are on social media at tall can audio make sure you're uh, following along there we'd love to hear what you think about the shows as you're listening and uh subscribe wherever you're hearing the podcast there apple podcast spotify google pods whatever make sure you're subscribed there's a few things we want to get to obviously the super bowl goes this weekend that is what's on everybody's mind right now but uh two things i want to get to just before that tom brady How are you doing, man? Because I know long suffering, not so much suffering, lots of championships in there, but uh, a Patriots fan, I know you sort of held on to your Patriots fandom, but also were willing to follow Tom down to Tampa and that that was an emotional thing for you. And then things got weird, man. They started reporting that he was retiring. His dad comes in and goes, no, he's not retiring. Then a week later, he retires on Instagram. And... It's been weird, and if I'm being honest with you, and I'm going to let you take this, because obviously you're more plugged into this than I am, man. I don't think he's done. I don't think Tom Brady is retiring for real on Instagram. Um, There's a ceremony or a press conference or something else that goes on when Tom Brady decides he's done. But for now... He's retired, and whether that's to get out of Tampa and go somewhere else, whether that's to maybe come back a little ways into the season, there's a bunch of options on the table. What have you made of everything that has gone on around your boy? Listen, it's, it's been an emotional time around the uh, the leg household. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, we got the jerseys hung up yeah. in respect. Uh-huh. Um, not sure how long we're going to keep the jerseys up, but we are respecting and uh, we're showing our love and admiration, and we've been doing it all, you know, all week long <laughs> on social media uh, to all the haters out there. And that's what that's what happens when you're this great. I mean, you get haters out there who just, you know, like to chat, open their mouths now that the, that the old guy's retired, right? And um, there's not much that can be said, right? And this is what I would say, right? He doesn't need to do the victory lap. He doesn't need the ceremony. You don't need to eulogize. You don't need to eulogize the greatest quarterback to ever play the position. You don't need to utilize the 
the guy who's put up, who, who's broken just about every record there can be. You don't have to eulogize the guy who is the 199th draft pick overall, just completely uh, lauded as the least athletic football player to ever be drafted, <laughs> who then proceeded to put up 22 years of greatness. Don't you, you think don't everything you just you said... You don't have to do that. To me, everything you just said screams the exact opposite. You do have a big outgoing, a big retirement, a big something. Sure, you know you, you do that it's when Instagram? he goes to the Hall of Fame. When he gets his when he gets his yellow jacket, that's what you get. You got a guy, and I know you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be rolling your eyes when I say this, but you got a guy who has nothing to prove to anybody. Oh, I agree with that. And and I truly do feel that the timing of this he did this right after he didn't want to do this before the championship weekend and he didn't want to do this after the first week of the Super Bowl. You know, he wanted to do this where he wasn't going to take away from somebody else. I think he wanted to just get it out. Selfless Tom. That's we all, I I think, I think, (laughs) you know, I think that's exactly what it was though. I think he enters, he appreciates the timing of the season and not stepping in front of, you see this a lot with these other guys, right? Like guys like Aaron Rodgers who, who came out with his trade demand right before the draft, so he would be the story of the draft. Mm-hmm. I think you have a t- guy like Tom Brady who on the other side is saying, you know what, I have given a lot to the sport, the sport's given a lot to me, I'm, I know my space within this, and I'm going to do it at this time. Now, I, I still feel there's a little, there's a little inkling, a little tickle as a fan that's going, you know, man, when... Um, that that you know that number one quarterback gets hurt for such and such a team. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're gonna make a, they're gonna make a call, right? Done. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna send a text message. Of course, maybe, maybe you know him and Gronk are playing golf and like, hey guys, you know what's going on? You never you never know, but we also have to expect that understand the guy is forty four years old. He's been doing this forever, and he's always been very adamant about the fact that his his family has given a lot him to be able to do what he does and that when it was a time for him to say goodbye he was going to give back because he wants to go he wants to be a father right he wants to take spend time with his children i think there is a part of him and the one thing that he did say in that instagram note was you know you have to give a hundred percent 365 days a year and i think there's a lot of athletes who don't but that's not the way he was going to ever going to play the sport and i think that's the biggest thing that the takeaway that really let me know that was like, this is it. You know, this isn't like he's trying to negotiate. He's not going to Aaron Rodgers negotiate his way out of here. He's not, you know, um, Forsberg in the NHL trying to play half a season. He's not trying to Matt Sundin quarter of the season. You know, he's not trying to pull that shit. You know, this is a guy who's decided I've accomplished what I needed to accomplish. I think if the Buccaneers were in a better position, no, again, the Buccaneers were, a field goal away from going to championship weekend, yep. right? I think if they were in a better position as far as the age of the rest of their team and their salary cap and there was some moves to be made, there's more likelihood that he would be sticking around. But I think he's looking around and going, ah, okay, this is, this is probably a good opportunity to step back, right? He's not going to LeBron James jump around. You know, and and look around and go, oh, maybe I can go back to Cleveland. Oh, no, maybe I should go to L.A. 
oh, maybe I should go back to Cleveland. Maybe where's the next team? They don't. LeBron James is already setting up his next move, right? He's already saying, oh, man, you know, wherever my son gets drafted to, I would go there. Right. Well, I thought you were L.A. Laker for the rest of your career. <laughs> you know, it's like, where, where are you going to go next, man? Like, I think Tom Brady's looking at it from a different perspective. Anyway, it's kind of nice. I mean, the, the last, who was the last guy we saw go like this? I mean, outside of a guy like George St. Pierre, I mean, um, um, who I guess also kind of technically yeah, went out. No, um, he didn't have a great finish either. It was sort of. He wasn't, it wasn't great. He was kind of sick and kind of wasn't feeling, you know, he had that he stomach came back, issue. did the middleweight thing, and then he was just like, ah, I guess I'm out. And he like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, well, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, maybe don't have that fire. Um, look at a guy like, uh, I'm trying to think of who it was. Um, We've seen a lot Elway, of athletes. Elway, right? I was yeah. Elway was the last guy to really leave at the two top. Super Bowls. Peace, I'm out. Right, like, right. Um, and we're going back to like '98, right? Yeah, right? yeah. So I mean, we're going back quite a while. So we've seen a guy really go out pretty close to the top, and not kind of a. I mean, Peyton. The, the the opposite is look at. Oh, I mean, he could barely throw a football five yards. I mean, I don't think Got that's a Super good Bowl out of it, though, didn't he? Like, wasn't his last year? No, no, no. It was the year before the Super Bowl. Uh, he won the Super Bowl the year before. Uh, he went one year he too retired, long. Day. Right? Okay. Yeah, I think I believe it was one year too long. He went. Um, he was even playing some good teams, but I mean, he could barely throw the ball five yards down the field at that point because <laughs> um, of the nerve damage he had in his arm. Right. Um, you know, you can look at a guy like Ben Roethlisberger, right? I mean, just everybody's calling for the poor guy's head. <laughs> Going and going into this season, right, yep. including myself, because I had other guys on his team in fantasy, and I was like, "Gotta take the ball away from Ben, man! This guy's killing me." Right? You don't. You never want to see your heroes go out that way, and unfortunately, we typically do, right? Especially, especially in these sports that involve, you know, that revolve around being able to survive mass punishment, right? Unfortunately, so I don't know. I mean, what I obviously am I sad to see, you know, I literally. A you know a a sports hero. Yeah, I, I refuse to tell them heroes, but a sports hero, mm-hmm. um, a sports icon um, that you've watched for twenty two years of your life and cheered for. Of course, of course you are, right? Um, and everybody is going to, even though you know the haters are going to, at some point understand Uh-oh. and reminisce and oh, miss. You know, boy. because well, let me you, say you, this, man. I, I think, will say I, this I think much: you, you you miss it. At some point, you're going to watch a bunch of shitty quarterbacks and go, oh. Remember when it was cool that Tom Brady could just do that? Well, we did just come out of a, and I, I do think there's some guys stepping in, right? But we had just finished up a an era of NFL football where I don't know that we ever have had this many elite quarterbacks in the league at one time, Correct. right? Whether you go back, yeah, it is. It's Brady, and it is. It was Manning, and it was Drew Brees, and it like we had these guys across the league that were like. Wow, even Favre, right? He's a little further back. He hung, another guy who hung around a little too long, right? But we have just wrapped up 25, 30 years of, oh my God. And that's not to say some of the guys in the league right now won't become that, but it, we're in a little bit of a turnover state right now. So let me ask you this as a Tom Brady guy, because you seem more certain than I do. For me, it's at best 50-50 that he is actually done. And I acknowledge that the league is worse off without him because whether you loved him or hated him, the league needs villains too, right? Like it, it, it makes the Super Bowl compelling if you want to see Tom Brady lose. And oh, come on. I bet you're one of those guys who say Batman's a villain with a mouth like that. Come on. <laughs> 
But I, every one of those Super Bowls that Tom Brady has played in, every single one, I was cheering against him, right? And that the first ones, it's I didn't hate him yet. He wasn't successful yet. He wasn't always in my face, right? I just, <laughs> you know, I, I I liked what St. Louis was doing at the time, right? Like to me, that was fun, right? And it, oh, come on. you're telling me you were cheering for the Carolina Panthers and Jake Delhomme. Yeah, I don't even remember that. I may have blocked that out of my memory. No, you're right. Okay. But you know what I'm saying, right? Whether you love him or you hate him, he's compelling and he brings viewers. So what is the percentage really that this is done for you? Because to me, it's 50-50. I'm more on the 85%. Yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm very comfortable with some of the things that he said and just, just not now, but over the last couple of years, um, almost setting up. It's it just been a very consistent messaging, right? And yeah, it would be a great story, obviously, if you know, you know, God forbid, Mac Jones got really hurt, you know, in week eight or something, and the you know they were six and two or something at the time, and he had to come back to rescue New England. Of course, there'd be that part of me that said. Belichick back. sends that "Hey, you up?" text. Oh, hundred percent. What are you doing? W I D. Yeah. <laughs> of course, right? Like, I mean, that would be you know, it'd be poetic. It'd be you know, you can't write books like that. But at the same time, he, the fact that this guy's being able to go at a forty-four, just having won another another Super Bowl, right? right? Seven Super Bowls. Um. No, I, I think also right, wants him to go. What was the, the, the kind of stupid stat I saw um, the other day was, you know, the quarterbacks who have gone, the first name of the quarterbacks who have gone to the Super Bowl. In second place is the name Joe. Okay. Joe Montana. Yeah. Joe Burrow now, right? <laughs> Joe, the, Joe, you know who the, the number one quarterback name is? It's Tom. It's Tom. <laughs> All Brady's. <laughs> you know, you get like seven guys named Joe. <laughs> and one Tom. One Tom. I like that. <laughs> As we speak about greatness, it all depends on the way this Super Bowl goes, I suppose, right? Because people don't think about NFL seasons with, you know, what was the best playoffs or whatever. And if, if the Super Bowl sucks this Sunday, then this could all go away. But can you remember a more interesting playoffs? A more, holy crap, every game's been compelling. I look back at the stats and it was like six of the last eight playoff games were like three points, two points, four points, three points, a field goal. Never mind three points. It's been last play. It's been the last play. Yes, like last second field goals or last second. Everything has come down to the very end. And even if, you know, I admit it, I'm a casual NFL guy. I can't tell you every star running back. I can't like, but these games have been cannot miss. And I don't remember... Like, I watch the NFL on random Sundays throughout the season. It's sort of on, but I'm not glued to it, right? The playoffs is where I sort of jump in. I can't remember any playoffs where it is stuck to your television to the very end like we've seen this year. And I I agree with you 100%. This has been absolutely insanity. The number of games that have been, like, literally the last play of the game. Mm -hmm. More overtime. It's just been... 
can't miss TV. It's been very fun to watch. Uh, you know, as a guy with, you know, I guess, you know, I had a horse in the race with Tom Brady, but outside of that, to be able to like watch games where it's Cincinnati and Oakland, there's not even Oakland, whatever they are, Las Vegas. Yes. Now. Yeah. Like, why do I care? Oh, I care because the game is so entertaining. Dallas um, games that like, I really don't care to watch. Yep. You know, excited about Dallas and Francisco. That was, that was a game. It's incredible, man. You just, they're making you care about the products because the teams are so well matched, right? The old term, like the parody in the NFL, but this is, I've never seen anything like this where there are absolutely no blowouts, which of course means that they're all probably going to get some awful blowouts for the Super Bowl when everybody turns 10 because, you know, that's Murphy's law, but you're right. I think that's the, the one hardship of it is the Super Bowl makes stars. Right, because yep. this is when everybody turns in. Right, even your grandma turns in to see it on the news the next day. Who won? Right, or catches a part of the game, mm-hmm. or sees a little bit of the 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 Super Bowl halftime show, or whatever it might be. So, it's such an event, right? So, if this ends up being a shitty game, it might kind of no one some... remembers all these awesome. Yeah, you're you're, games. you're never going to do that. And I can give you a great example. It's like the. 14 seconds. The last, the last Patriot, uh, last Patriot uh, Super Bowl against the Rams with McVay. Mm-hmm. And it was, what What did it finish off? Be like 13 to 3 or something stupid. And everybody was pissed. Yeah, but the, the, lead up that was, the lead up to it was amazing. And it, I mean, the game was so bad, everybody even hated the Maroon 5 performance at halftime. <laughs> right? So it can, it can definitely sour <laughs> your, your perspective on it. Maroon 5 um, ruined the Super Bowl. I, I thought so. I thought it was the other way. I thought Maroon Five screwed the Super Bowl for everybody else. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still went home happy and drunk, but <laughs> everybody else did. So I mean, listen. I'm like you. I'm hoping for for you know for some new stars to be made here. It's going to be interesting. Obviously, you know, after whatever it is, what is the Super Bowl Fifty Four? I don't even know which Super Bowl we're anymore. I think Fifty Six. There we go. Yeah. It, it is. After all that, so after, what was it? So 55, you're right. So the first 54 Super Bowls, not one home team played at home. And all of a sudden, two years in a row, we got one of the teams playing at home, which is kind of cool. That's weird. Last year, obviously, Tampa, and this year with the LA Rams. Kind of a very, very statistical anomaly after never being able, being able to be a thing before, yeah. right? So, um, but I guess that's what happens when you always have the game in Detroit, Minnesota. So, you know, two shitty teams. That's uh, really the NFL's fault about that. Um, but, you know, we got, we got, especially LA, right? Like, you got to assume there's part of the NFL that's really rooting for the LA Rams. You know, they moved two teams to LA recently. Um, and the LA Rams are just stacked, stacked, stacked with, you know, much more high level. Uh, Better known players, let's say, right? Like even to my the boy Von Miller still hanging around, right? Like, Von Miller. Um, <laughs> and I was going to tell you, you know, I, I had a feeling you were going to ask me, like, hey, what are some really random bets we could be yeah. looking for and making? Um, and I forget these. I forget the prop bet right now, but Von Miller to be the MVP. I may take is it. like, I can't remember. It's like it's something over four hundred. No, it's got to be like four thousand. Plus four thousand, which means like you know you put ten bucks down, you're going to win like a hundred bucks or something. I can't yeah. remember what the math is. I'm not a mathematician, but somebody will correct me on that. But it's one of the best odds you could get, considering there's two things that, that really a play here. Von Miller, obviously, 
came over halfway through the season from Denver, um, already an MVP in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. His amount of pressures and tackles has, I think, doubled since the playoff has started. Okay. Yeah, there's a reason to give and a shit again. <laughs> re- reason to give a shit, and also he's also on the other side of the line from Aaron Donald, yep. who is cl- like MVP, Defensive Player of the Year caliber player, and they have to sometimes double team him, which means you cannot double team Von Miller anymore. Right. And if the Bengals have one huge weakness, it's their offensive line. They give up far too many sacks. Yeah, no, you're going to see... Joe Burrow is willing to hold the ball to try to make the play. Yeah, We are going to see Von Miller get inside that pocket. And I think if they win, my my prop that I'm actually going to make is going to be an in-game prop at LA Rams to win and Von Miller to be the MVP. Because I think if one happens, the other happens as well. It's been interesting to see this sort of uh, almost... In the NHL, you see before the Stanley Cup final, both coaches running to paint themselves as the underdog, right? We love to, no, we don't think the world has any faith in us, right? And it's it's us against the world, all this bullshit. What you're seeing in this particular matchup in the Super Bowl, and maybe this is more media-driven, and certainly it is more media-driven than it is by the teams, but this sort of the the better story, how long has it been? Like Cincinnati's never won a Super Bowl. They are one of only five teams to have multiple Super Bowl appearances and not yet have won one. And you have that story versus how long it took to get football back into Los Angeles. And as you said, we now end up with this $5 billion stadium and, and two teams in Los Angeles all of a sudden. Um, but the Rams, yeah, are, are this very very suited to Los Angeles, right? It's a Hollywood team, a lot of big names there. And some of them that are past their prime, you know, your OBJ is going to be there this, uh, this weekend, right? Like there are some names on this team still that too, that, that kind of LA loves stars, but you're seeing this kind of battle for the narrative, right? It's Cincinnati and this, we've been there, but we've never won versus LA. And yeah, but we've, we waited so long for a team and I sort of find the LA one disingenuous because for a long time they didn't really want a team. One of the problems with LA and the yeah. NFL is how many transplants there are, right? People go out there to make it big as a musician, as an actor, as whatever you're going to yeah. be, but you cheer for the team closest to what you grew up in. And LA had a hard time getting up and up and running. There's there's some interesting storylines coming into this around the fan bases too. There, and I, I would even say, to be honest, I mean the joke through the entire like season is that whoever's playing LA has a home game. Right. Right. If you look at how many people or like how many fans the 49ers had showing from San Francisco yeah. down to LA. <laughs> it was insane. Loud, it, 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 it looked like a sea of red. Yeah. It was like when the Leafs go down to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Right. Or the Leafs go to Ottawa. Or to Detroit. Or, Leafs, or Edmonton. Or the Leafs go to <laughs> Edmonton. Or Vancouver. One of our or, seven or eight home buildings. <laughs> It's like it's too far for us to travel for on a Tuesday. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I love the storylines. I, I, neither team was really dominant throughout the season, right. but had their moments. Um, I'll, I'll tell you the thing I worry the most about the Rams. I think the Rams have the far superior defense, and defense wins championships. 
Okay, you've got Von Miller and Aaron Donald at the at the line. You got Jalen Rams Ramsey at the back. Jalen Ramsey might be the best cornerback in football right now. Mm-hmm. You've got great wide receivers: Cooper Cup, um, Odell Beckham Jr. Obviously, a renaissance going <laughs> yes. back to LA or come going back to LA, coming to LA. Really, a renaissance. A guy who was you know Cleveland had just been like, well, don't even come back. <laughs> um, now they don't have much of a running game. And, um, you know, obviously their quarterback, Matthew Stafford, um, let's say star level for the last decade, obviously not a superstar playing in De- uh, Detroit, never won a playoff, didn't get much of a chance while playing. Yeah, 0-3 in playoff games in Detroit, 3-0 and this year in yeah. L.A. <laughs> yeah, so a huge difference there. Uh, <laughs> as soon as you leave Detroit, man. Yeah. And him, Eminem, Kid Rock, listen, leaving Detroit, good things. <laughs> good things. Um, at least since Chris Chelios retired, anyways. Yes. It used to be a good thing to be there. Um, listen, Matthew Stafford, the one thing I, I worry about him is he is a guy who has continuously, every time you think you're comfortable, he just puts up a duck of a game. You know, and you're like, and trust me, because I've had him in my fantasy teams before. He's a guy where you feel good, and then all of a sudden just throws two picks right. and 150 yards, and you're going, what happened? Um, and, and that worries me. Um, Sean McVay, their coach, right? One of the youngest coaches, if, if not the youngest coach ever in the NFL, right? Um, I'm pretty sure they made him coach at like 30 years old or 32 years old. You know, he put up a duck of a game against Bill Belichick two years ago or three years ago now in the Super Bowl. Uh, Belichick does that to people. <laughs> right. So he put up, he was supposed to, you know, the offensive wonder kid and put up all of three points. Right. Um, and there's been times, even last week against, or two weeks ago against the 49ers, just starts to make weird decisions on the field. And a game they should have been able to put away lets the 49ers back into the game. And it's kind of like that's where my wor- like my worriness comes with with the Rams. Why would I bet on the Cincinnati Bengals? Because Joe you Burrow. don't trust the Rams. Joe Burrow, but but Joe Burrow, right? Joe Burrow, right? Whether you want to call him Joe Shiesty, oh you know, God. very very closely related to your podcast, Pod Shiesty, Pod Shiesty, yeah, um, and your uh, your rapper friend Pooh Shiesty. Yes, of um, course. Joe Burr, Joey Football, whatever you want to call him, the guy is an absolute winner, right? LSU, uh, Heisman Trophy. Wow, we were just talking about Brady, right? How many quarterbacks make it in their second year? He is a absolute winner, right? Um, Their their kicker, Evan McPherson. This is how like little is known about this team, but they're making a big deal. I mean, their kicker, Evan McPherson, drafted the fifth uh, round this year. Everybody makes fun of anybody who drives a kicker obviously. And this guy is just a stone cold killer. He just walks up and just knocks down shots. Like he doesn't even wait for them to go through. He's just, he kicks and starts walking away. Right. You know, he's the, he's just becoming the Steph Curry of, of field goal kicking. Um, and then we've got like a guy in uh, Jamar chase. I was surprised they took Jamar chase first overall this year. Um, he did win a national championship two years ago with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow last year, for those of you who are like, an almost, you know, obviously new to Joe Burrow, Won a national championship, drafted first overall. Within the first six or seven games, he got hit towards ACL. 
he so he is only really in he's played a year and a half essentially he's right. not even really in his second full year yet because um, he, he didn't get through the season last year and he convinced Cincinnati Bengals instead of going out and I can't remember if they had the fifth or sixth overall pick last year instead of saying go get me some help on the offensive line protect me he convinced them and said go draft my buddy go draft Jamar Chase I want to throw to Jamar Chase and they have put the league on notice um, he is an absolute um, video game type character <laughs> on the field he is fast he is furious he is um, a great compliment. I mean, he's our number one receiver, but between him and T. Higgins, their other uh, top receiver, they're great compliments to each other and obviously make for a very, very exciting football. And like you were saying, you know, there's this new group of quarterbacks coming in. The Jared Allens, um, Justin Hebert's. Well, even Patrick Mahomes is kind of the leader of this oh, group, and, right? And, that, yes, and, I, I don't know how that one flipped right over my head. <laughs> Clearly the, the biggest example of who the leader of the need school is. Um, and then we got a guy like Joe Burrow, who's mm-hmm. again a guy who is just a legitimate winner, um, and it, he's making people feel bad about betting against him, like you felt bad about betting against Brady, like you feel bad about betting against Mahomes. You just kind of go. Well, I felt but good about betting against Brady. I just didn't feel good about checking the bet later. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I know what you're saying, right? Joe Burrow is building this reputation. As I said, you know, if you want to compare him to Tom Brady, and obviously you can't, let's not be ridiculous. You've already established Tom Brady, probably the greatest quarterback of all time. We can have the discussion whether you want to say it's 100% some other time, right? But absolutely in that mix, if he's well, not I don't, there already. I don't think we need you. I don't think it's already done. It's already okay. done. It's not even an argument. But. Okay. But Tom Brady makes it to the Super Bowl in his second year. I believe Joe Burrow is the second or the first guy since then to do that, right? Like to step in yeah. and take control like that. And and when you start to win, if he does, at that young age, you can start to go, oh, wow. Like look at all the room out in front of him to start racking up those titles, racking up those wins. Yeah. And we'll see whether the Cincinnati Bengals are, are set up to be a long-term, you know, for dynasty sure, for or sure. whatever. But it's hard, and especially as you said, when you have already suffered the ACL injury, it's hard to get this far in just your second league, right? There's a lot that goes into it, reading defenses, getting to know your own playbook, getting comfortable in everything that you do. Um, it's hard to be there this young, right? And and he's yep. he's he's been fun to watch. It's been an interesting story this year. Here's another Joe Burrow statistic for you I think you're going to like. Only two people have ever beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Oh, God. Patrick Mahomes has three losses in the playoffs. Yeah. Tom Brady and Joe Burrow. <laughs> we spent way too much time on Tom Brady on this goddamn podcast. What is, uh, give me a key to victory for each team. I, I do think, you know, you talked about, you know, what that LA defense might be able to get done, whether the offensive line for Cincinnati can stand up, these sorts of things. What are you going to be looking for early on in this game? One from each team that says, oh, these guys are in good shape. This is how they're going to get it done. I, I think you're looking at the quarterbacks. Yeah. I think we're looking at the quarterbacks and we're seeing, is it sloppy play? Or are, you know, how are the the quarterbacks and the wide receivers how is that going right are you know is there are we missing timing um is there a lot of check downs and we're not like maybe testing out the 
the defensive backs because we're we're scared or we're getting we're getting beat in the pocket. And I think if one of the teams shows me they are able to just stand in the pocket a little bit longer, make some longer passes, get the ball down the field, I think that's really going to dictate if I start to make some kind of in-game bets, right. maybe leaning the other way. Um, again, you never know what new quarterbacks, whether one's in their second year, one's in their 10th year, what they do when they get to the Super Bowl. And the same thing goes for wide receivers. You just don't know how these guys are going to respond to the, the grandest stage, excuse me, in football. So we have to see. I thought I mean, you were going to so drop much- that WrestleMania vibe there. That oh, no. grandest <laughs> stage of the ball, right? <laughs> I guess a little bit, right? But like, <laughs> you never know how these guys, like, we're just getting to, you know, it's like, you know, we're recording this on a Tuesday night. This is right when media picks up. Yep. And expectations on their time picks up. The preparation for the game changes because I got to get to the stadium at a different time. It takes longer until they get out. The, the announcements are longer. Um, you can't keep that hype level as long. The time between halftime is as long as another game. Yes. It's not... 10 minutes, right? A lot changes within a game like this. Um, and you don't know how this is going to affect a lot of players and a lot of, you know, coaches as well. So I think that first bit is really going to tell me a lot. Um, it should really tell a lot of people that now if the game stays tight, I think that that really, to me, benefits the Bengals and Burroughs because I just have more confidence, even in a year and a half in Burroughs than I do Matt Stafford. I mean, I've just seen Matt, Matt Stafford has shown us a lot of times bad things. That he just cannot, <laughs> yeah, pull it together when it come, push comes to shove, you know? And I feel bad because he, he's also got some great year statistics, mm-hmm. you, you know, but times in him and uh, Megatron, McCown Johnson in in, uh, in Detroit, it just, but when it pushed him to shove, they couldn't put it together all the time. Right. And I just don't feel comfortable if it's him having to lead them you know, tie game or down by three with one minute left, I feel less comfortable with him with the ball in his hands than I do Joe Burrow. Give us a prediction then, Maddie. What are we going to see on Sunday? Now, after all that, I'm going to tell you, I had a custom order Joe Burrow shirt. I, I already ordered this week, okay? So for me and my buddy to watch at our Super Bowl party, uh, a Joe Shiesty shirt. Yes. To be specific. Um, but if I had, if I'm putting money on this, we expect to see I'm that Joe Shiesty on shirt on the TCA oh, Instagram, it, by the way, it will, it will make it, it will make its way up onto Instagram. I guarantee you. Um, but if I'm putting money on this, I am saying it is a 21 to 13 Rams victory. Okay. So we got a slightly lower scoring Super Bowl, but, uh, yeah. I think we're a couple I, good defenses, I have a low, right? Like low scoring, yeah. low scoring. I think that one of the best bets I saw was like, I think it was either under 25, under 26 for the first half points. Um, and and I, I think everybody should jump on that. Take the under for the first half. Um, these games are typically low scoring in the first half anyways. Um, I think that's a pretty safe bet if anybody wants to try to throw some cash out and then yell at me later online <laughs> when uh, I, I'm obviously wrong about it. So, <laughs> Okay, Maddie. We have stepped around the part of Super Bowl Sunday that I am most excited for because we have established many times that my thumb, nowhere close to the pulse of where society is at right now. 
but neither is this Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> this is right back in whatever limited, you know, knowledge or comfort I have in the hip hop world. This is in Matt's wheelhouse. We're going to see Dre. We're going to see Snoop. We're going to see Marshall. This is a halftime show that that speaks to... And it's funny because, what was it, two years ago when it was... Um, uh, come on, it was um, Shakira and... Oh, God, yeah. That, uh, that was... Man, people talked about that for weeks. Jennifer Lopez were the two of them. Yeah. It's, it's always, we get it, that the halftime show is not for football fans. It, you're trying to reel in other people, and so sometimes you see the Who or the Stones or Bruce Springsteen or these aging acts, and that now is Eminem and Snoop and, and Dre. I'm so pumped for the Super Bowl halftime show because I'm that out of touch and that's where my my musical knowledge uh, still lives. What are we going to see, Maddie? Are they going to come out and try and do something new or are they going to throw back and go old school here? You're, you're going to hate me here because I actually was at the gym today and uh, they, they got some new songs out. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I hate to tell you. Oh, no. I hate to tell you. Um, Dre and Eminem have a new song out together, um, and I knew I should have known you were going to be upset about this. Um, and I wish I could see, man. I wish I could remember what the hell the name of the song was. Um, but there people is want a, forgot about Dre. People want still Dre. People I don't think we're. I don't think we're going to not get that. Okay. I don't think we're going to not get that, but I, I do feel like we are going to get the new. Uh, Dre song. I don't even know. I, I can't even find what this song is called. But um, I, I swear to you, there is a new, um, there is a new Dre song, and um, it does have, it does have uh, Marshall as you uh, so uh, adequately put his name. <laughs> Which almost here you go. It's called Gospel. It's okay. Called Gospel. Dr. Dre and Eminem, and um, there's one called ETA with Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, Buster Ride. So, so that's um, what we're doing. Listen, I, I would be surprised if we didn't get at least a little tidbit of those. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like snuck in there. Yeah. Um, but I think we are going to hear the the old school bangers, right? We're going to get the old school yeah, bangers. Do, don't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, how, how do you not, right? Like, um, I would be surprised if a guy like Ice Cube didn't show up, you know, being the West Coast. Right. Since we got get you know we got Kendrick Lamar there as well, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some other West Coast guys. Um, who knows who that's going to be? I don't know if it's going to be like the game or something like that. But there's going to be some old school guys show up. Um, I think it's going to be fun. The funny thing is, is you know now it's like you said it used to be the Rolling Stones and the Who. But it's this like, is it. Well, this is the new now Stones. We're the old guys. Yeah. Now we're the old guys because this guy that we grew up listening to. So. Um, it's going to be fun. Listen, I, this is one that I'm actually looking forward yes. to where I usually don't care. Right. Um, I mean, I mean, I cared about when Shakira did hips don't lie. Don't get me wrong. Of course. I am a red blooded male. I won't say if I had it on, you her, know, the her muted hips or not, but it still did not lie, man. <laughs> no, still, tell, 50, still, tell the truth. still out there still tell, spitting the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Still, still telling the truth to everybody who listened. So, um, that's all we can ask for, I guess. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I, listen, I'm 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 pumped. I'm pumped for this. I'm I'm pumped generally. It's Super Bowl Sunday. It's one of my favorite weekends of the year. Um, as usual, my staff knows I'm not. Don't you know? Message me or call me until at least noon the next day. Um, but I think this halftime show is the first time I really genuinely uh, care about since I think this Chili Peppers played. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a number of years ago, yeah. right? So. Tell the good people you got you man. Every time we talk, you've got something new on the go. You've got something else going on. You've got a different at that people can find you at. Like, <laughs> what's happening right now, man? Where do you want the good people to go and find Matt? Oh Lane? gosh, um, as always, uh, Matt does physio on most of your socials. Um, not doing anything too crazy at the moment uh, on that on that perspective because I'm I've been busy teaching and uh, working away, but. As always, that's right, folks. He's teaching the young. That's that's a thing that's happening. Which is always, which is always a scary thing for most <laughs> people to uh, proposition for most people to wrap around their heads. But yeah. uh, as always, kind of physiotherapy, you know, massage therapy in the Toronto uh, and core areas at Foundation Physio, and of course we've got our little um, stop calling it our little thing, but our um, trading card um, content and uh, kind of. Um, company that we've been working on me and my me and a friend uh called uh swish club so that's at swish club really just looking at trading cards specifically from a canadian athlete perspective but also like canadian basketball players specifically so just a little bit of fun we're having with uh being kids again and uh, enjoying trading cards um and getting involved in that kind of world and just having some fun with sports from a different perspective i've been following that account i'm anything but a, a cards uh you know, sports card guy, but it's been fun, man. Like you guys are putting up some cool stuff there. It's been kind of cool to keep Appreciate up with. It. So highly recommend that. We'll put all these links in the show notes for people to uh, to check out. But Maddie, it's been fun, man. Uh, always appreciate when you make a little time. And uh, I don't know, man. It's been a lot of Brady talk for <laughs> for a game that doesn't even include him. But I, I should know that's coming when I have you on the. You should have known it's coming, right? Yeah. You should know it's coming. And, I, and to be I fair, was... I did ask you, but. We circled back to him several times. So. <laughs> remember, remember, remember what I said 2110? 2110, 2113. Uh, Von Miller, no, yeah, Von Miller and the Rams on the in game parlay. I like OBJ for the uh, receiving yards. And you um, didn't just throw some money on Joe Burrows and Cincinnati to just hedge your bets, obviously, because God, that guy's good. <laughs> We'll get Maddie to uh, to put that in writing for us. We'll hit him, uh, hit you guys up with his social media feeds. But maybe we'll have Maddie put together a quick little uh, like a betting video for you before the Super Bowl, something like that. We'll keep Maddie working for that. Sounds good. I'm, I'm, I like that. I like that. Let's do that. All right, we'll do that. So look for that both on uh, on his social feeds as well as ours. We'll make sure that all of that gets shared. Maddie, as always, man, appreciate it. Good talking to you, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Talk soon. We are on Twitter and Instagram at TallKN Audio, and you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you're hearing us right now. There's a follow button, there's a subscribe button. Make sure you hit it and uh, keep the good stuff coming for you. For Maddie Lang, my name's Matt Robinson. We'll see you all next time on Tall Can Audio. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire, inside a train wreck. It was a disgrace. Thanks for listening. You can get more TCA at TallCanAudio.com or by searching TallCan Audio on your favorite podcast app.